to Excuse, Excuse My friend. friend. Today, we have a treat. So we have excited. the one and only Chris Bradley. She's Yay. so accomplished. I had to make a list of all the things Literally. she's done. She is a podcaster, author, entrepreneur, producer, music mentor, coach, spiritualist. I think there's more that I missed. Is there You've more? seriously done <laughs> like everything. So, Chris, thank you for being here, and we're so excited to hang out with you. I'm so Yay. excited to be here with you guys. We're thank so you so excited. much for having me. It's such like a weird moment, I feel like, because we met in Nashville. Yeah. Like, that's like so seven weird. years ago. <laughs> seven years ago, we met in Nashville, and now we're here in LA. Is it seven years? It had, well, no, probably longer. No, maybe seven. I think seven. Eight, seven about eight. seven, eight, so ten. So weird. So we met like, in a songwriting. Yeah. Like, we were writing at RCA Studios. I think we had a right. co-write together. We had a co-write, dude. <laughs> oh, my I, God. And I love those songs. And, like, when I found out that we were going to do this interview, like, I've been playing those songs in my head because I actually love those songs. She's so <laughs> full of shit. No, she hasn't. <laughs> you, are, you don't know. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I don't remember any of them. I'm going to be completely honest She's with like, you. I'm going to be real. I don't I'm like, know I really don't. I have no were. idea. But I it's remember. so cool how we were brought back together. You yeah. posted a Facebook post mm-hmm. called Wishbone. Is it Wishbones or Wishbone? How a Wishbone brought me back to LA. That. And mm-hmm. Julia and I, we love creeping on people. And so we're like, <laughs> let's creep on Chris. And yeah. so she sent it to me and we like could not stop reading. Yeah. And I was like, we need her on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. We like literally, I felt like I was reading a novel that I couldn't put down. Like you had three parts to the blog post. I was like, I want more. I just want to pick her brain. Yeah. You went from homeless to seven figures. Yeah. Seven figure <laughs> entrepreneur. My mind and is that's blown. the elevator and like version. The elevator right. Right. That's the it. Pitch. When yeah. we met you seven years ago, we knew yeah. you as a talented singer songwriter. <laughs> but we didn't know there was so much more to you. Yeah. I have been on my own since 15 years old. What? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. My mom actually had me when she was 16. She got preggers at 15, had me at 16, and we kind of grew up together. Wow. Right? And that was obviously had its, like, ups and downs, you know. A lot of love there. I got nothing bad to say about her, even though we're not in contact anymore. But at a certain point, I think she just was like, you know what, you, you could just go now, you know, <laughs> we, yeah. we were fighting all the time. And the, one of the last fights we had, she was like, just go, don't come back. And I was, really? I was 15, about to turn 16. And I honestly, it's okay. I'm okay. Right. Like, it's like, I can't be grateful for the things I have today without also being grateful for the struggles as well. So, so I don't true. say that in a woe is me way mm-hmm. that I was homeless, but it's kind of funny if you think about it. Cause I was like, okay. And it was the best thing she could have done. Mm-hmm. And I called a friend. And who lived across the street because she kicked me out when we were driving. Like we were in a car. Are you su- are it you was sh- on the freeway. So you literally got out of the car. On the freeway. On the oh freeway. That's how, yeah. So I got out of the car and I went, and this is, I was thinking of this yesterday. I was like, why well, didn't have a cell phone? What did I do? And I was trying right. to remember. I was like, I had to walk to a payphone, And I think I may have even had to call collect because I don't even think I had money. It was crazy. And I called my friend Nicole and I was like, Nicole, I just got kicked out of the house. I need you to break into my bedroom because she, we would do that anyways because we would sneak in and out. Of, of you know? course. And so my window's open. I'm like, I need you to grab my guitar, my bong, and like two <laughs> pairs of Dickies and three wife beaters and a cardigan and my Chuck Taylors. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and she's like, I'm scared. I'm like, my mom is at least 45 minutes away. If you go now, you won't get caught. Wow. And I started living outside of the house from that moment on. Now, it was not like I just went and started sleeping in the streets, you know. Well, I stay, course, I bounced yeah. from couch to couch. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who 
uh, whose mom let me stay with them and I started renting a room. And so, you know, there were times where I was couch surfing. Mm -hmm. There were times that I had to sleep in my car. You really had no home. You were homeless. I had no home. Right. Like you could say that. But it's not like I was sleeping like in a subway or anything. No, but still like, I mean, you had no home to call yours. You were just like couch surfing. And And you didn't finish high school, correct? No, no. Well, so when I was asked to leave, it was like, well, why would I go back to school? I just, I was already not going much yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like why would I change that now um it just kind of felt like a waste of time I did however get my Chespy the California high school proficiency exam it's okay. kind of like a GED oh, okay but only good in California and I had already taken that um because we were considering letting me go to college early and just get out of high school so that was already wow. in motion it was kind of a blessing mm-hmm. um I've never had to show that certificate to anyone and who like, does let alone like, a high school diploma so right. it's not been an issue hey guys yeah. here's my high school diploma at least you got it for yourself to know, hey, I accomplished this and I finished this. I never would have known that that was your story. You carry yourself so well and you didn't let your past define you. And I feel like a lot of people, they think, oh, I came from nothing. I had a hard childhood and they let it kind of like determine their future almost. And I feel like you didn't do that. And that's really inspirational. Well, there's a saying, I don't know where it originated from, but I'm not going to pretend like I made it up. But the (laughs) saying is, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And so that's always really stuck with me and it still has to come back because there's times when I find myself in situations and I, I'm struggling, maybe it's with anxiety or maybe it's whatever my shit is. We all have our own stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll go, I bet that's because, and then I'll go back to some childhood drama Drama. bullshit and I'm like, oh, I can keep putting gasoline on that fire Mm -hmm. or I can put gasoline on this fire. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's the whole like story of the two, the two wolves, like which one grows stronger. It's like Uh the one you feed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I've just always, and you know what? I actually think I have my mom to thank for that in the way that she always raised me to think independently Mm -hmm. and to not be a victim. Yeah. And so, you know, once again, I can be like, yeah, my mom was kind of nuts and she kicked me out and we had a crazy tumultuous relationship. And I can be like, but you know what? It's like I hear a lot of women say things like, you know, growing up, I was told that good girls are quiet and that they mm-hmm. don't build businesses and they don't do what boys do. Psh. My mom was a badass. Okay? I love that. Like my mom was like, like at the top of her game in the car industry, like, um, you know, like just crushing it as a businesswoman. Part of what actually probably made her so crazy uh-huh. was how much she worked. But she always taught me I could do anything I wanted and mm-hmm. I could be anything I wanted and that I could do what guys did, you mm-hmm. know? And so I'm super grateful for like everything I got from my mom, including shit liberation (laughs) at 15 years old I was like thank you bye on the freeway see you later do you still talk to your mom or has she reached out after she saw the success that you gained so we actually were talking fairly shortly after I was out of the house within a couple years we had started to mend our relationship and it's Mm. only recently as of a few years ago that we've just kind of grown apart again Mm. Um, and for nothing in particular Mm. Um, so you know I'm open to wherever that goes it might not be a forever thing but mm-hmm. it's kind of the nature of our family. It's not very big and people kind of keep to themselves and just yeah. do their own thing. Just do their own thing. And yeah. I think everyone just has this lone wolf like complex. <laughs> in my yeah. Me too. Where I can be kind of introverted and just kind of like the world kind of disappears mm-hmm. when I'm doing my own thing. And so yeah. I don't take it personally, but yeah, I don't have a relationship with, with really anyone in my family right now. When did you decide like, I'm going to change my mindset. I'm going to kind of get into manifestation when did that start? I'm because, so excited for that. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. So manifestation, when did that first appear in my life? So 
I think the first time I stumbled into that was somewhere in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Somebody gave me a book called Creative Visualization, huh. and it was a little over my head for somebody. I mean, I definitely I'm not going to deny the fact that like I had a lot of trauma from leaving the house mm-hmm. that early, and I didn't know, so I was drinking a lot, not mm. in a good way, in a like I'm medicating way. So there was a lot of things that anxiety, mm-hmm. and then I was drinking to cure anxiety, and, and then it would perpetuate mm-hmm. it. And anyways, all that to say. There were books that were falling into my lap that I wasn't ready for because Mm -hmm. I couldn't process the information. But all I could get from creative visualization was, if you think about something, you can make it happen. And I'm like, (laughs) bullshit. You're like, what is this? What is this woo-woo stuff? Woo-woo stuff. And I was like, okay. And I sat down and like, here's the deal. I was not writing songs yet. I was a musician because I was literally born a musician. Like I came out of the womb singing. But something that was not taught in the household growing up, we, by the way, we live with my great grandma for the first eight years, was writing songs was like a no-no. Why is that? Do we need to rewind for a second and go there? Yeah, that was 100%. So my grandma was really adamant about me learning the piano. Like she was very strict. You know, Mm. you play Bach, you play Mozart, you play Mm. Glenn Miller. The first song I learned how to play was In the Mood, right? If she heard me tinkering, making something up, being creative, playful, fun, making a mistake, what are you doing? <gasps> like, oh, I'm just playing. I made that up. She's oh. like, no, no, no. We play what the greats played. You know, we don't uh-huh. write songs in this house. You're not oh. going to reinvent the wheel. Like, get back to the sheet music. And so that's all she knew, though. And we've talked about it since. Like, she's apologized. She's like, I didn't know any better. But mm-hmm. as, a, as a child, mm-hmm. I took that as, first of all, you're not great. And second of all, you better not try and be anything other than, you know. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening, which is I was a cover band artist, is the Mm -hmm. reveal of that. So I'm in my 20s, and I'm literally, all I do, it's like music is in my blood. It's in my vein. I can't not sing, Mm -hmm. but all I can do safely is sing covers. And so I'm in Hollywood. I'm living in Hollywood. And uh, every time I, I'm the Zeppelin girl. I mean, I got the Zeppelin tattoo. Uh-huh, right yeah, you are so <laughs> that girl. So, like, every time I would go sing with a band, I'd be like, hit it, you know, like, like yeah. play some whole lot of love or some rock and roll or something where I could just scream my face off and sing Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. So I don't have original music. I don't have a fan base at best. I'm a. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply cover band artist and so I read this book and it says you can manifest something by thinking about it and asking for it so I'm like all right and I was like I'm I'm gonna test the universe and I was like I want to go on tour and I was like like, how how do you tour without a record without a fan base not possible so it was almost like I was doing it just to be like a little shit (laughs) just like a, a week later I get an email, which is weird because at this point, like I have a lap. I don't even know if I had, a, I, anyways, I, email is not a regular part of my life, but mm-hmm. I check my email <laughs> and there it's this guy named Mark. And he's like, Hey, I heard you're quite the Zeppelin singer. I have an opportunity for you. Give me a call. 
So I call him and I'm like, what's this about? And I'm thinking this isn't real, right? Maybe this isn't real. Right. He goes, no, I got your number from the guys over it. There's a bar called Big Wangs that I used to sing with this band. He's like, and they said that you can nail Zeppelin. So I've got this all girl band. It's a tribute to Led Zeppelin. They're about to go on a three month tour and they oh lost the lead God. singer. The band leader is actually the guitar player. He goes, do you want to come audition for it? Oh my gosh, I get chills. I'm like, this is like my favorite band in the world. I not so it's not like I had to do a lot of prep. Like I knew all the Like you're like, I already know. And and like they have a big like catalog, right? So even the stuff that I didn't know, I was like, hell yeah, I want to learn more. Hell yeah. Not only was it a tour, but it was your favorite band. So what are the odds of that? And they had a following already. And because the band was built around the band leader who was the guitar player, it like didn't even matter that they plugged in a brand new lead singer. So here I am like fronting this band with like literally over, I mean, I'm so bad with numbers when I look at the room, but we we were playing places like Webster Hall and the Mm -hmm. Key Club and it was full. And we were playing these sold out shows with like raging fans. And I'm like, (laughs) why do you care? Like I'm so new to this. Anyways. Most epic tour ever. We were on the the same tour bus that Will Smith had had just before us. It was Stop like it. legit. Everything. Oh. It was like we had a writer. Like every place we joking? played at, it was oh like they had to have like a bottle of whiskey for the you know for her the the lead player, and they had to have a bottle of Patron for me, two cases of beer. I mean, like we oh had gosh. some crazy. You writer. were literally a star. You're living the dream. Went from zero to hero like that, and you manifested that. I did. And so once I did that, first we went to India. I did not get this tattoo in India, but I got it after. And it means in Hindi, vishwas, which means trust and belief. And that for me was the reminder to like trust and believe in the universe and the power that we have within to create our own realities. I have the chills. So I'm getting the chills too. Oh my God, I have the chills. I've never got to talk about this with anyone. So I'm so glad that you asked that. Wow. So that was the moment where I was like, I I need to trust. Like I need to trust. Yeah. Wow. And I, I mean, it's a good thing I got a tattoo because I still need to be reminded constantly. All the time, right. Yeah. Just like looking. Like, it's like my biggest <laughs> life lesson is to trust spirit. There's times where I'm like, I can't trust the universe. I've got like, I have to control mm-hmm. it. What's going on? I have to know. But yeah. it's true. You just have to like trust it. And well, you have yeah. to let go of go that control it. too sometimes and really yeah. follow those signs. I know you're really big on signs too. And <laughs> signs have led you into different directions in life too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't start getting as literal with them until the Wishbone blog, which I'm happy to jump into it. No, any not point, yet. But I don't want to no, talk about it already. I, uh, I want to talk about, because I feel like a lot of people <laughs> think manifestation is shit, right? Like they're like, oh, it's it's you know who knows if that's like real you had no money and you want to go to nashville favorite story ever. I, you oh, have yeah. to yes. explain that okay. story because i want people listening to be like holy shit i can do this too yes yeah and that's part of the reason first of all that i'm so excited to talk about this is like i feel like this is like people need to know and they if there's do. anyone going oh that's 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 ridiculous that's bogus it's like no mm-hmm. like this is real like the, we have this incredible power inside of ourselves and so i'll tell you the nashville story and what i love about this is this goes beyond the law of attraction now we're getting to something called the law of assumption okay huh. and that is literally when you're not just saying like i want something or i could make this happen you're saying it's already mine mm. it uh-huh. already exists the moment you want something you uh-huh. think of something it's a thought it is now a reality that has been created in let's not get too geeky but a parallel reality which means mm. all you have to do is vibrationally line up with that version of so you that true. already exists mm-hmm. to make it happen so that's my little science <laughs> no we love it yeah but here's what happened so and i didn't even know that's what i was doing at the time or how I was led to this, but 
long story short, is I was told you would do really well in Nashville as a musician. Mm. But don't just move there. You got to go and visit for at least two weeks because you got to get down with the culture. Mm -hmm. You got to see if you're actually going to like it there, right? And so I was like, okay. And I just booked a trip. Like I just booked a round trip Mm -hmm. ticket. And I was like, I don't have a place to stay. And I really don't have a lot of money, right? Like I, I had like a little money, but not enough to mm-hmm. even stay in a hotel for two weeks. Right, it's a lot. But I was just like, I booked it. And like, I remember my best friend going like, wait, you did what? Like, how are you going <laughs> to, how are you going to live while right. you're there? And I was like, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that knowing came from, that conviction. I just knew it was already taken care of. It was like um, I was getting this, and I know now that I was being led by like my guides and my angels because yeah, it was like totally. not even a, oh, I got to make this happen. There yeah. was no control issue. I was just like, it felt peace. I felt so effing peaceful about it. I was like, it will work itself out. Wow. But you know why? Because I knew I was meant to be in Nashville because I was getting these visions of me in Nashville and it was like, there's no way this couldn't work. Yeah. Like that blind faith. So I book it. It's getting down. And this is probably a few weeks ahead of time. It's getting down to the week. And I still don't have a place yet. And my friends now, they're like, you're crazy. Like You're going to be sleeping yeah. on the streets of Nashville. I'm like, it's going to work itself out. It's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put an ad in Craigslist that I'm a musician and that I'm looking for an affordable or cheap or free place to stay. Mm-hmm. Now, after avoiding a couple invites to star in adult movies, which was... I got some interesting things, uh, proposals in my inbox, but only a couple. Then this woman reaches out and she goes, hey, I've got these two cats and I work for the Grammys. I'm an accountant for the Grammys. And she goes, I'm traveling to LA the same dates that you're traveling to Nashville. It's really more important to me that I find somebody that loves cats than to find, I don't need the money. Like mm-hmm. I, I own my house, like whatever. Like I just want someone to love my animals. Do you, do you want to stay at my place for free? Oh Stop my it. God. I literally have the children. You're a cat lover. And I happen to love cats. I had a cat of my own at the time and I was like, yes, absolutely. Yes. And oh, you can't make this shit up. You literally. Can't. The dates that she was coming to LA lined up with the exact dates that I had That's booked insane. to Nashville. I have me. The like you can't make yes. like you shit make this up. shit up. You can't. Are you making this up? No. <laughs> And so it's funny, like my friends now, they call me a master manifester, right? Because yeah. they're just like, well, if Chris wants something, like it'll just happen. Mm. Oh my And God. it's funny because even with all of that, like, and I have so many stories like that, like I still have to be reminded to trust and that things mm. will work out. Yep. Like I still get anxiety. I still feel fear because I'm a human. We're in the right, 3D, right? But get just talking about this stuff gets me all excited again because oh it reminds God, me too cool. of like... Oh, that, that that conviction. Whenever I need something to happen with conviction, I remember that Nashville story. So mm-hmm. when you manifest, is it as simple as, I mean, like you said, you need a picture that you already have it. Is it as simple as like, okay, I want to live in a mansion and drive a Lamborghini? Or is it like you have to meditate on, on it for a few days? Like, is there a trick to manifestation? Or is it different for everyone? I wouldn't say that there's one trick, but I'd say that there's many tools and it's going to be different for each person, kind of like the way that you vibe and the way that you work, right? So for some people, affirmations work really good. And for Mm -hmm. some people, they don't, Mm -hmm. right? Because if there's a part of you that doesn't believe in what you're saying, your bullshit meter is going to go off when you say it. Totally. So if you say, I'm rich and I have a mansion (laughs) and it doesn't feel good then that's not the right Mm. tool for you. But it might be for somebody else that doesn't have resistance to those things. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, one of the most powerful things is the conviction, but also it's the feeling. So 
I do manifest things specifically where I'll write things down in my journal. I want these things specifically, but there's always this element of this or something better Mm. because we're not here to play God, right? And I think that's where manifestation gets misunderstood. We think that we're making the universe our errand boy. (laughs) (laughs) I want this and now you grant it. And while that's not entirely not true, (laughs) there is also the greater good of all and free will and all these other components Mm -hmm. that work together where sometimes you getting that thing that you want isn't for the greatest good of your own soul's Mm -hmm. purpose Mm -hmm. or the greater good of all. So I think if we're really wise, and some people don't like this answer, but here it goes, is we say, I desire to have this insert your desire, mm-hmm. or this or something better for the highest, greater good of all. Mm. I like that. that. Way, What's wrong with that? that way, well, because sometimes someone one. takes that as, well, now it's saying that like, you know, if I want to manifest this That's specific true, thing, it's not gonna happen. it takes yeah. the control away. But here's the thing. We can only fathom what our, like our conscious 3D mind comes up with. And right. sometimes mm-hmm. the thing we think we want, i.e. what I moved to Nashville for, right? Yeah is not even the best possible thing. Mm -hmm. So that's where the trust comes back in, where you say this or something better, and you let the universe work its magic. And the universe goes, I hear you. Love that clarity. And sometimes you get it, because if it's in alignment, you're going to get that thing. Exactly. But if it's not, and you get the heck out of the way, you will get something better. Everything we tried doing in Nashville, like roadblock, roadblock, we come here and it's a whole different world. And I thought moving to LA, it's going to be brutal. It's Los Angeles. You think Nashville is, you know, it it can be, but the way we're, it's just, it's just different. All the doors that open here. And so it just shows that if you're meant to be somewhere, it'll, the things will open up. And it happens like, like so much speed when things are in Mm -hmm. alignment, Mm -hmm. it goes from what feels like pushing a boulder up a mountain to just like unfold, unfold, unfold. Oh my God. It's better than Uh I thought it could be. But it's weird because I feel like there's almost like a grief with it too though like you kind of like have this image in your head of like what it was gonna be or what it was supposed to be mm-hmm. at least for me and then I'm like oh I kind of have to like grieve this like what I thought was well, gonna yeah. be you when know you let go that I don't know yeah when you let go I like control so I totally feel you there because as like a I'm gonna say recovering control freak but let's be real like I'm still kind of yeah, a control freak in you. <laughs> there is I, I there is the ability to view that in that way mm-hmm. but I like to play with like I think like if I've learned the biggest thing I've learned from like all of my spiritual studies over the years which now we're getting into fifth, I think 15 <laughs> years on my spiritual wow. journey um it's that perception is everything and they, the perception, the way you see something mm-hmm. is entirely your choice. And that's what determines what your thoughts are. And your thoughts are what determine your manifestations. And mm-hmm. so whenever I have the choice to look at something, it's, it's kind of like a more woo way of saying the glass, glass is half full or half empty. <laughs> but it really is because it's like in every given moment, the way we choose to perceive something is what makes life heaven or life mm-hmm. hell. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Think about it. It's so true. Like we don't live in the physical world. I just got to chill. Like we live in our minds. Mm -hmm. We live in the mental worlds that we create. It's so Mm -hmm. powerful. Our thoughts are so powerful. It's so true. You can look at a situation and and you could think of it in totally two different ways. Like when I'm, for example, like if I'm having challenges in my business, right, Mm -hmm. that can become like very stressful, especially when you have a team and you've got like so much. See, I'm going there, right? right. I'm starting uh-huh. to go to the negative right. and I go, right. okay, pull back. That didn't feel good. Right. You know, you guys know who Abraham Hicks is? No. Okay, we won't unpack that right now. But <laughs> when I go, oh, that doesn't feel good, that's my inner guidance letting me know that I'm not in alignment with spirit. Mm. Spirit's never ever gonna go there with you. It's not gonna be like, yeah, mm. let's keep talking that drama. Right. Let's keep <laughs> yeah. telling that story. No. And your misalignment, like that feeling of this feels bad, is 
letting you know to move away from it. Mm-hmm. So like now we look at the business, we say, oh, it's stressful. These things are happening. We go, wow, what a cool challenge I'm having to go through right now. Mm-hmm. And what person am I going to be? What kind of CEO am I going to come out mm-hmm. as at the end of this? Well, mm-hmm. Stronger, better, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. faster, smarter. Wow, how <laughs> exciting that I get to grow yeah. and learn. It's the wow. same situation. Nothing changed, but the way that I viewed it does. Who do you, which version of me do you think is going to come out better at the end of that? <laughs> totally. It's right? so true. And like a lot of people live in the past. And they get so attached to their stories yep. and their labels. Mm-hmm. And that's because they find power in that. And I understand that because it it is more powerful (laughs) than feeling grief or apathy or depression to Mm -hmm. feel, you feel kind of empowered by anger, right? But there's, there's higher, higher levels to ascend to Mm -hmm. from there. Forgiveness, love, gratitude, Mm-hmm. Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. come on! Yeah, exactly. You, know? <laughs> you kind of have to laugh sometimes, right? Well, I think it's easier to stay in that mindset too because it is work to really reprogram your thoughts. It's like a bad thought can come yeah. in, but you don't. You can choose not to entertain it. You can choose to be yeah. like, nope, get out of there. But I think it's just easy to fall into like, this is my past. Woe is me. I don't deserve X, Y, and Z. And you talk about moonshot goals, and it's all, it's almost like that limiting belief, right? Of mm-hmm. like, like when you want something, but I don't deserve much. Like, can you elaborate? On the moonshot, moonshot. Yeah, goals. so like a moonshot goal is like that really big ass, hairy, scary goal that almost feels uncomfortable to say out loud, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I think we need to have those, right? And here's why. If you're always setting goals that you can actually hit and reach and they're not expanding you, mm-hmm. you're only ever going to rise. You've already set a ceiling. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Right. And you are, it's like, I already know my limitations. I already know exactly where that is. But it's like the higher you stretch that goal, the higher the capability you have to actually like level up. Right. So, so it's actually true. not about hitting the goal. That's the best part. It's actually about who you become in the process mm-hmm. of going for the goal. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I feel like people who like control, <laughs> like us, <laughs> I have a harder time where I feel like I like goals where I know I can for sure hit it. Like, mm. like you're talking about, it's like, I'm going to write down things or, or have a picture of something where that's a hundred percent. I can r- like, like realistically, realistically meet that but yes. i hate that because no, i don't no, want to do don't that. hate it because i think that like we don't want to just set moonshot goals because let's be real like if we just keep setting moonshot goals we're like well didn't hit that one our confidence right. can suffer right so That's i think true. it's a combination of achievable measurable goals right where it's mm-hmm. like yeah and you're nailing it it's kind of like the feeling you get when you cross something off the to-do list oh, we mm-hmm. still need that because it's yes. gonna build our confidence 100%. right but the moonshot goals are gonna it's this it's going to shape who we become in the process, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. confidence building and growth building are two different things. The things that you're busting your ass and maybe like it's hurting and you're going through struggle or whatever those mm-hmm. things are to get there and you maybe don't, that is going to build your character totally different so than much. I knew I could do it. I knew I could totally. do it. But I think we need both, right? Because yeah, the I knew yeah. I could do it to give you the confidence to keep mm-hmm. going for the moonshot mm-hmm, goals. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about your morning routine. <laughs> it's I love that you do moving pages. I've mm-hmm. never heard of that. Morning pages. Morning moving. Oh Moonshine God. moving <laughs> pages. Morning pages were coined by Julia Cameron, the author of the book The Artist's Way, which is 
phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about just like brain dumping for three pages in the morning, anything and everything. And oh. it's not like a journal where it's like, today is this day and I'm going <laughs> to write linearly in my right. story. Mm-hmm. Although it might come out that way. The point is to put no limitations on it and to not self-edit. So you're not trying to make it sound pretty. So when Julia Cameron talks about it, she says, mm-hmm. I might say something from, that guy would really piss me off at the bank yesterday and mm-hmm. I need to, oh, I forgot to get kitty litter. And like, you know, it could right. be random thoughts. And the reason we do that Sorry. is so we can empty all the gunk out of our brains so that when we go to be creative, those thoughts, mm. those limiting beliefs, all the noise that lives mm-hmm. in our head, we kind of gave it a space mm-hmm. to live, right? Yeah. Wow. So sometimes your morning pages could, you know, for me, they might be what Julia Cameron calls blurts, which are those negative thoughts, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. typically come from something in the childhood, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not good enough. What makes you mm-hmm. think you can do that? Like, mm-hmm. she's like, write it out and then name it. Right. Oh, right. So interesting. three pages of longhand, get the, I call it, get the gunk out. You know, when like a, mm. a faucet hasn't been turned yeah. on in a while yeah. and it runs kind of brown and then it runs clear. Yeah. Morning pages, it's, get the gunk, the gunk out. So Clean it out. I kind of got stuck for the f- first few years, mm-hmm. right after creative visualization. I was like, I'm a spiritualist now. Everything's gonna be. <laughs> and I, and I somehow got in my head that I couldn't have negative thoughts or bad things mm-hmm. would happen. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing something called spiritual bypassing. Huh. And that's when you like you know the the giphy of the dog it's fine and the house is burning <laughs> totally everything's yeah. good <laughs> yeah I, I kind of lived my life like that where yeah. i was like massive denial when the truth was there 100%. were some trauma there were things that were coming mm-hmm. up that needed to be tended to mm-hmm. and i still catch myself because i'm such an avid you know law of attraction you know uh-huh. your thoughts become your reality that it can <laughs> be a, it's a slippery slope when a thought comes in that doesn't serve you mm-hmm. to go oh how can I transmute this? Not mm-hmm. how can I bury this or push this mm-hmm. down and go, I'm not feeling anything like that and act like, yeah. right? But how can we like get curious about it and go like, oh, like where did that come from, mm-hmm. right? Instead of go away. That tends to be our response to anxiety. I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel yeah, fear. Yeah, I, and so what do we do? We numb, we distract, right? right. Or, oh, no, I don't want to think any bad thoughts. I'm thinking happy. So all of that is spiritual bypassing, right? It's, it's actually not, spirituality it's not manifestation right it's Mm -hmm. the ability to look at it and transmute it and part of that comes from the whole perception thing Mm -hmm. where we can go wow you know it's like sometimes like i get shit that comes up about my mom Mm -hmm. and i go oh like i bet that came from my mom you know if some whenever i see somebody who's confident i'm like i bet your mother held you (laughs) and told you you were real and then i'm like oh okay or i get to go you know what actually the reason I'm independent and a free thinker is because mm-hmm. of my mom as well. And she did the best with what she had. Right. And I'm so grateful mm-hmm. that she's al- that she's alive and she brought me into this world because here I am. And now I transmuted that, right? Mm-hmm. But if I just went, nope, I'm going to think positive right. thoughts and my mom is an angel. Yeah. Everything's perfect. That's not, that's right, not right, right. Mom, right. You know, like my body would just <laughs> reject that, right? So I want to know about the wishbone story. I know we're on the okay. edge of our seat. We want to hear <laughs> about the wishbone story. You had the... F- the fiance, you had the perfect house, you had the perfect life, but there was always something missing in the back of your mind. You kept saying, is this really it? So I started this business right before the pandemic that really just took off. You know, I teach musicians how to produce their own music from home and even how to make money. And it was like, was supposed to be one little online course turned into a full blown business. And then I was like, Hey, I don't need to be in Nashville anymore. I'm gonna go back to California. And at this point, now I'm just business. Like everything I'm doing is building my business, mm-hmm. serving my community, and I'm in it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I get to this point where I'm like, 
I wish I had someone to share life with. Let's mm-hmm. get back on the dating apps, oh, right? Yeah. And I uh, wasn't actually on for that long before I met this guy. And one of the first messages he sent was about marketing, which was totally my jam. And we kind of <laughs> yeah. nerded out. And so we met for lunch and it was good. And then we met, you know, and then our second date, he went big. He had just like won. It wasn't Bitcoin. It was Dogecoin had just blown of up. And he, like, and he was like, hey do you want to go to this like crazy resort in Orange County for like two days? And just like, I was like, it's our second date, but like our first <laughs> date had been so great. I was like, yeah, let's go. Uh, you, know? yeah. Uh, you better just assume I'm putting out on the second date. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, better show me. Okay. Exactly. So, so all is well, we get there and I just, I have to share this part because this is very funny. No, please. So we're, we, we finally have our first kiss after we go and get massages, which by the way, he's taking care of everything. It's oh like, it, it's very like out of a movie. I'm like, this guy's like whisking me away to this like resort on the ocean Beautiful. with the Dogecoin. He does one. Uh-huh. You know? He's like, let me just get us like these massages, like top of the line massages. And then we have our first kiss after the massage. So we're kissing in the jacuzzi afterwards and looking out at the sunset and the ocean. And I looked at him and I go. I need you to know something about me. And he goes, what? And I was like, I'm really driven. Like I am very growth focused, motivated, driven, probably to the point that some people would say obsessed or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. like I'm a lot yeah. is yeah, what yeah, I was essentially right. saying. And yeah. he kind of smiled and he looked at me and he goes, I will out entrepreneur the shit out of you. And Ooh. I went, oh, Ooh. that's kind of hot. It was kind of hot. And then <laughs> we like kept that, him- But then now it's like, I'm going to prove like that was a competition. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and it was so, it was, it was exactly what I wanted to hear because I wanted to date somebody who was growth oriented mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be held back. And I didn't want to be held back. And I, and I feel like I need to start there because I put out the disclaimer on like the very initial (laughs) stages of this. And so that always became like a running joke. Like every month we'd be looking at our financials and running our businesses. Like, Oh, like who's out entrepreneuring? I like that. (laughs) Just to be fun and playful. Right. Right. Um, but you know, as we started to date and spend more time together, I noticed he started to say things like, man, you really work a lot. You should really take more time off. Like he's like, come to, and he would call, you know, like come to my place. It's like the spa because he had a, a sauna, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and it, it felt very loving. Like he was trying to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Like he was trying to look out for my mental health. Right. Like you don't want to so burn I didn't out. see this as this person's trying to change me. And mm-hmm. I don't think he was consciously. I think he just knew what he wanted, which mm-hmm. wasn't exactly. to out entrepreneur the shit out of anyone. Let's be real. Like I ended uh, up just finding out mm-hmm. he was a lot more at a different stage in his life Mm. where he was wanting to slow down. Mm. But I couldn't see that clearly. So it was like, oh, you work too much. Oh, Uh you're always reading a book. We're always listening to a podcast. Mm. And I'm like, now I look back and I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I was growth oriented. I told you that. But at the time I was like, oh, you're right. Maybe I do read too. And it Uh started to creep in like little bit by little bit. So I started reading less Mm -hmm. and I started, yeah. And I, but I didn't know this was happening. And here I am going, I'm in love with this guy. So the first time he comes over to my house, he calls me the next day. He's like, I had a bad reaction to your cats. So I don't think I can come over to your house anymore. And I was like, oh, well, that's okay. I'll just come to you. And he lived an hour away. Mm. So for the next year, I drove to his house every time I stayed there for days on end. Now I'm leaving my business kind of unattended and leaving my Mm -hmm. cats like, you know, and I'm like, I got to go home and take, you know, care of my life that I just moved back to California for from Nashville. But it completely got wrapped up in this relationship um, where there was a lot of love. There was a lot of good stuff Mm -hmm. there, but there was a lot of like, oh, just leave that stuff and then come over here and take the love the way I want to give it to you. But don't Mm -hmm. bring the business. Don't bring the cats. Don't bring yourself. So, of course, 
yeah, let's get married. Um, yeah. You know, so fast forward to about a year, I've been traveling an hour almost, you know, wow. a few times a week to mm-hmm. stay with him mostly. Um, instead of, you know, getting a place to live together, we decide instead to buy a home together. Okay. And he <laughs> proposes to me like the first night we get into the house. So I knew okay. the engagement was coming as well. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we decided on Arizona for a couple reasons. Um, like we can get so much bang for our buck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we got what what would be here, a multi, multi-million mm-hmm. dollar house, yeah. you know. Lower taxes. I don't know. It yeah. was right. all about like, oh, we're gonna save money no essentially. Traffic. Yeah. Less traffic, more mellow. And mm-hmm. it's like I was like, Yeah, you know, I can work from anywhere. I'm right. more probably remote. convinced yourself too. I did. Yeah. Right. And I was like, Yeah, you know, it'll be better. Yeah. Like, you know, like you're already never home anyway. I'm already <laughs> never home. So I'm like, you know, we'll build it. And we, he agreed, we'll build a casita for the cats, you know, so like a freestanding studio. And it will be my studio. It'll be for the cats, you know. And then we got engaged and moved into this house. And then I started to realize that maybe this wasn't a good fit. And, and, and it, we, we never fought. We never had a fight until we had one fight. And then we had it three times in less than 10 months. And it was the wow. same fight. Uh-oh. And what was that fight? about if you haven't got the vibe from me um i'm kind of a lot i have a lot of energy just uh-huh. naturally like i only let myself have one cup of coffee a day and then i switched to <laughs> decaf God, right? like, you, you guys try to give me energy drink i'm like you do not want that <laughs> so i'm a lot yeah. once again gave him mm-hmm. that disclaimer you know right. so the fight was always whenever i'd be like yeah he'd be like how was your day and i would try to tell him about this thing i was making and i kind of talk fast and i get all yeah. energetic he would check out where it was like he looked like he wanted to kind of punch himself in the face. He would just like, oh. he would drift off and he, like, he wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the first couple, like the first time it was like, oh no, I'm just not feeling well. You know, it was like, it was kind of like ways around it. Mm-hmm. But like by the, by the time it finally kind of reached its peak, which was mm-hmm. the end of last year, he, he, it blew up and he was like, I don't want a relationship with your business. <gasps> Nobody will want a relationship with your business. <gasps> like it's not healthy. You like you're obsessed. Like you read too much. You're so you're so focused wow. on growth. Like yeah. So it just became this thing where it was like oh, okay. So that was the fight. The fight was wow. I basically shine my light, and then it becomes like you're too much. Yeah, wow. which was the thing right. <laughs> which was the thing that I was afraid of in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a smack in the face. So the last fight we had was in December, right before Christmas. Like we it was before we were going to get a Christmas tree. Like wow. we were at dinner about to go get a tree and it happened again. And something in my brain just went, nope, like he gone. And like, I was just mm. like, nope. And I, and I went home and he texted me. He's like, are we going to get the tree? Cause we had separate cars that day. Mm. I'm like, no, you said no, no, you put your and, foot down. And I, and we got home and I said, I'm going to LA to visit a friend. I will be back in a couple days. And he was like, okay. And <laughs> I was not thinking I'm going to move to LA, by the way. I was just like, this was where I, I had no friends in Arizona. That's the other thing, right? Yeah. So I came here to see my best friend and I'm crying and right. I'm driving in the car and I'm like, he's, he's a good human. Like even when we'd fight, I'd be like, it feels like I'm not getting love in the way that I need. Mm-hmm. He's like, I cook for you. I do this, I do that. I'm oh. like, well, first of all, you cook for yourself because you like to eat. Let's right. be real. <laughs> but like, you know, it really comes down to like love languages. Like the way you totally. want to love me and show me love is not the way that I, I need it the yeah. most, right? So I'm driving and I'm like, God. And I just start talking. I'm like the yeah. crazy girl in my car. I'm like talking to guides. God. Like, God, I'm anyone like, out there? Said, Are you there? It's me, Chris. <laughs> and I'm like, here's the thing. I feel like the signs have been pointing to this for a while. Like I'm not supposed to be with this person, but on paper it makes sense. Yeah. Like logically, it's like I love him. He loves me. He's yeah. loving and kind. He really does 
Like he really is so even keel. There's so mm. many things that I've dealt with in other relationships that aren't present here. He wasn't drama. He wasn't abuse. Uh, he, he was mm. so loving. Yeah. Right. I'm like, but it doesn't feel 100%. Like it feels like I gave up my dream to be with him. And mm. I said, here's the thing though. And I kind of heard like, and I was like, I just need a sign. And I literally like feel like I heard this voice back that was like, you have the sign. It's that little voice telling you something is wrong. So Get yeah. the fuck out, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm a little bit dense. I'm going to need you to just give it to me a little bit more like on the nose. And then all of a sudden I was like, I need a sign. And then I said, when I'm in LA, I need you to show me a wishbone if I'm supposed to leave this relationship. So I'm in LA for a few days. You know, I go to see my friend. I'm crying to her. What do I do? And, you know, she's sitting there trying not to tell me like what she knows uh-huh. I need to do. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So I'm going around to all my favorite places. I hadn't been here in forever. I'm driving to the beach. I'm doing the thing. I'm like, you know, reflecting. I'm thinking. And I keep getting these little things. Like I see like this like car drive by and it's like a license plate and it says wish. 777. There's all these like little random things and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to see it. So it's the day before I'm about to go home and we are getting ready to go to sushi dinner and we've left and we're like, oh, we got like 20 minutes to kill. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to go to Psychic Eye, the bookstore? Yeah, let's go. Why not? Yeah. And um, we walk in, we walk around and now I'm thinking, I'm like, this is where I'm going to see it. A wishbone. If I'm going to see it anyway. Right. right? Yeah. But I, and at this point I'm kind of looking for it, which uh-huh. I'm like, ah, that defeats the purpose. It's supposed you know, right. but I don't find it. Mm. And then we leave mm. and I'm like, okay. And, and by the way, didn't tell my friend about this. Cause I didn't oh, want didn't. her projecting. Okay. I didn't want right. her looking yeah. for it. Right. Hey Chris, I found your sign. Yeah. <laughs> so we walk out and there's an annex bookstore next door. You know, the mm-hmm. little, the little one with like the used books. It's like not as cool as right. the big no store. One really cares she goes, well, do you want to go in this one? We still have time to kill. I don't want to like sit at the restaurant waiting. And I was like, okay. I don't like that store as much. Uh So I wasn't looking for it. Uh You were just like, whatever. I'm just, yeah, whatever. Let's kill time. And I walk in, looking around, looking around and boom, this thing is in a glass case. Wow. Staring me in the face. So now of course I have to talk to my friend about it. And I'm like, Hey, do you see that? And she's like, I go, is that a wishbone? Cause like, like I couldn't believe my eyes. And she's like, Oh yeah. She's like, I hate that Santeria shit. Cause it was like all these little bones and stuff. And I was like, no, you don't understand. And I told her the whole story and she was like, what? I have the chills. What? She's like, so what are you going to do? And I was like, well, you don't ask God to show off like that and then ignore it. Right. That would make me an asshole. And I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) A person that asks for advice and then doesn't doesn't listen. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, that in that moment, I made the decision, not because of the wishbone, but for me, the wishbone became the anchor. It became the thing I could always return to when I started to go down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of my logical brain kicking in going, you got the man, you got the house, right. you got the ring. Like, like I could have never worked a day in my life if, you know, he wow. wanted me, in fact, to, he'd be so, like, why do you have mm-hmm. to work so much? Like, I don't, like, I could just take care of everything. Right. So I kind of had like, you were the fairy tale. A lot of girls she would like kill for that. To rat, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it felt like um, kind of like golden handcuffs in that way, you know. And 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 we weren't like I wasn't having him support me. Like we were splitting everything, including the house and the mortgage right. and everything. But I didn't want. It wasn't even. It wasn't the generosity that I didn't want, or that I didn't want to be supported, or have like a kind of that masculine energy. Mm-hmm. It was that it came at the expense of just give up everything that you are, yeah. so that I can take care of you. Mm-hmm. It was the weight that came with it, right? So, the reason that I I think the wishbone was so powerful is that there were so many reasons to stay, mm-hmm. and there was so only many. one reason to leave, 
but it was the right reason. It was reason. a huge reason, though. Yeah. Like that, if there's a sign from God, yeah. universe, that's it. Because wishbones yeah. also, it's not a common thing. You don't just see a wishbone. What are the odds? Like, I really thought I was putting, mm. like, the universe to work on that one. I was like, yeah, where am I going to see a wishbone? I'm yeah. not, like, eating turkey. It's not like, like it's like Thanksgiving. Exactly. <laughs> I just can't get over how hard that must have been to make that decision because if you think about like you said you had everything taken care of you guys don't fight he's very accommodating the beautiful house the, like the rain yeah. just everything it's every like, time people would meet us they'd be like you guys are like a power couple i mean wow. he's one he is a wonderful human it's just There's not right that. for you what right. it boiled down to and even what he said about like i don't want a relationship with your business that was in a heat of like a very intense right. argument mm-hmm. that had right. escalated and we yeah. were both very frustrated right. and it was even that was probably like the height of the meanest thing he's ever said wow. to me. <laughs> he's like it's seriously a very nice human um <clears throat> but at the end of the day like and he it was it's like I see it so clearly now. We yeah. moved to Arizona because he wanted to slow down. He wanted to play golf. He wanted to retire. Right. He said those words and right. I still went. But in my mind I was like I'll just be in the garage. I want to speed right. up. I want to do this. I want to travel. He didn't want to travel. He didn't want to do any, he didn't want to grow. He didn't want to scale. He was ready to just kind of start cruising. Right. Or, or, you know, and for me, I'm like still on the growth. I feel like it's always going to be in you. I feel like I, like I'm that way too. I feel like it's just always. I don't think I want to retire. I think I just want to build a life I don't want to retire from. And then even when I like, even when I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to grind in this way anymore. I'll do something else. Like I'll yeah. always have On a project because that energizes that me. You. That's like me. I get depressed me. when I don't have purpose. Same. Yeah. Like I get like very like unfulfilled. So I, when I drove home, I, I, we just had the talk, you know, I sat down and, and I basically said, here's, here's where I'm at. And I don't really see that there's anywhere to go from here. And he actually didn't really disagree. Like he was like, oh. yeah. So maybe he knew he saw it coming too. Oh, <sighs> There's either that or I think he was calling my bluff, to be honest. I think he mm-hmm. thought I was having a moment and he uh-huh. was just very agreeable because a few days later, because I had to stay in the house for about a week because like I still had to go back and forth and look for an apartment right. and find mm-hmm. a place. And that's a whole other right. you know thing. But the conversation, it was like until like a couple days before I was leaving, he was like, oh, you're actually OK. You're packing boxes. He's like, are we going to fight for this? And I was like, you've had the opportunity to fight for this yeah. and you haven't. And I said, I'm, I'm leaving because you basically are saying that you don't love the parts of me that I love the most. Mm-hmm. My passion, my creativity, my yeah. fiery too muchness yeah. <laughs> is actually my, like, that's me. And I'm sorry if I've dimmed that because I knew it was too much for you in the past, but I can't turn it back down. Like mm-hmm. it's like, you, it's essentially like being a lampshade, right? Yeah. And so he goes, wow, I can't believe I'm going to be alone again. <gasps> that's that's what his word. Wow. And that's when I knew it was the right decision. Yeah. It wasn't, I can't believe I'm going to lose you. I can't believe I've hurt you or made you feel unseen. It was, and that was just it, it, like, it was just two different people at two different times in their life. It wasn't mean. I don't think he even no, understood right. as he said it, but I was like, oh, thank you for making this yeah. so much easier. Another, Another validating sign. Everything. I'm going to keep packing. Another sign. <laughs> that was the hardest decision I've ever had to make. Mm-hmm. And it was because my logical brain, my control freak me, my yeah. ego me was like, <laughs> nope, you stay. You know, you got a good entrepreneur. He loves you. Everything. Yeah. You stay in this house yeah, with this exactly. man who's so cute. But my inner child, that's your artist. Mm-hmm. The inner child, that's who is screaming, please don't do this. Please don't do this to me. Mm-hmm. It was almost like being back at the piano and being told I couldn't write songs again. It was mm-hmm. like reliving that pattern that I have spent years 
to heal, Mm -hmm. it was like, there's no way I'm going to do that to her. So it was like this moment of like releasing and giving the inner child what she needed and what she wanted, which is to feel seen and to feel heard and say, you're not going to be put in a box anymore. You're not going to be told you can't create anymore. You're not going to be told you're too much, not good enough, dim your light and all that bullshit. I got you. It was Mm -hmm. like, I separated. I'm like getting chills all over right now. I have chills. and, And I think that my commitment to that part of myself which is my feminine. It is, it's my right brain. It's my creativity. It's my inner child. It's all those things. Mm -hmm. It was like the, it was like all my spirit team just got out the closet. They had foam fingers in a parade and they were like, yes, go Chris Bradley, go. Because that they knew not just that I did a good thing. You know, I'm an artist. I make cool shit. I do things all the time, but it was like, you did the thing that's going to evolve you heal you generations to come generations before you like that was some like that was a very big decision and I think the um the weight of that is what became the catalyst for unleashing kind of like a 2.0 version of me that was like beast mode I feel like a lot of girls can relate and I've been there I've been in relationships where I feel like I had to dim my likes I feel like they were kind of like this and Mm. I wanted so much more but I feel like Mm. I had to lower myself to like meet them and have them Mm -hmm. love me and accept me so for us girls that have big dreams and we're in these relationships that just feel comfortable, what would you say to somebody in that situation? Oh, that's a tough one, right? <laughs> Loaded question. No, I know what to say. Okay. You're not too much. You're not too much. Like who you are when you are on fire and you feel that enthusiasm and that passion running through your veins that makes you talk an octave higher and like (laughs) 50 miles an hour, you know, like that. Don't ignore that. Don't turn that down for anyone. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you what to do or like what choices to make in your life, but I can say that if you're willing to be authentic and step into the highest version of yourself. And by the way, the clue from spirit is if it feels good, you're moving the right direction. And usually Mm -hmm. when we are us too much girls, when we're on fire and we're excited and we're getting the chill bumps and we're like, like "Ah." like, like that (laughs) is the highest, like, like that vibration that we're at, you have to vibrate there to attract people that not only are also like that, yeah. but the people that want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's what I did just to rewind real quick because I know we've been going for a while. No, we love but it. But it's like part of the reason I ended up in the situation I was in is because when we started dating, I started to see signs that I was too much. So what did I do instead of going, nope, I'm up here. And if you can't know, I went 70% dim <sighs> switch. And it's not even his fault. No. It's my fault. So... All I can say is like, don't turn down your light because if you turn down your light, you're going to attract people with lower light. It's so true. And it's not their fault. It's They're so flocking true. to your 70% dim switch. Several relationships have ended because of the new stages that I keep evolving to in my life um, where literally the words, I can't keep up with you <laughs> tend no. to be kind of the baseline of what is said on the other end. But, you know, I actually heard recently um, in an interview with Lady Gaga that that is exactly her story. Every time she levels up and, and, and evolves to a new version of where she's going as a driven career minded individual, some relationships have had to end for that. You talk about money scarcity. Yeah. Money mindset. Mm-hmm. Have you changed your the way you think about money? Yes. 
Yes. And I'm continuing to work on that because there's different stages through it, you know? So for example, like when I was younger, I used to feel jealous of people Mm. that had, had money. So Mm -hmm. for example, it's like looking at a girl that has like a nice car and being like, Ugh, she probably didn't even pay for that herself. I bet her parents parents got that for her, (laughs) you know? And, and so things like that where, you know, and it's funny because you probably know as musicians, it's like what other group of people literally throws rocks at the thing that they want right so for example musicians i want to make a living with my music i want to blow up i want to be famous and then the second somebody that they were a fan of blows up they all you sell out totally exactly yeah i had a little bit of that too Mm -hmm. where it was like that sell out mentality Mm -hmm. where it was like kind of a holier than thou purest music thing for a while so that Uh was a huge block Uh that kept Uh me broke for a long time um as well as the yeah if somebody had something nice then you know let's let's villainize them and you know what in all fairness that's what society does to us. Look it's at every true. movie. Who's the villain? The rich person. Yep. Right. So look at the news. You know, who's villainized? The, the rich, rich people. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's a story that like we, whether we know it or not, is just living in our subconscious. So I think the first thing is just becoming aware of the stories that we are holding and like, what are the things that we're saying? And it's like, sure, if you want to hate on people that have nice things and judge them, fine. <laughs> That's not fun. But, yeah. you know, you can't also want nice things for yourself. That's just, that would, that's like saying, I want to hear 105.9 on the radio and turning to 98.7 and then wondering why you're not listening to the right station. Mm -hmm. It goes back to that thing we were talking about vibrating at the same thing as what you want. Mm -hmm. So what I'm continuing to learn about money is that it's more about like, what does it feel like to be wealthy? What does it feel like to have Mm -hmm. money? Right? Like, what is it? It's not like, it's not like I want money. It's like, it's like, well, I want the feeling mm. that money will give me. Cause that's all we ever want anyways, mm. whether it's a relationship or money or a car, whatever we think we want, we always want the feeling. Mm-hmm. So the trick is to go for the feeling. So it's like, okay, if I had a million dollars in my bank account, how would I feel? Well, I would feel blessed as hell. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Freedom. I would yeah. feel free. <laughs> I would feel like, um, abundant. I would feel prosperous. I would feel very generous. I'd be going, who could I help? I, you know, I'd feel creative because I'd be going, wow, imagine like how I can expand my business or think of the places I could travel. Right. So then I start going, well, shit, creativity, inspiration, prosperous, abundance, happy, free. I can feel that way by doing this by first of all, just summoning it and just saying, I want to feel that way by imagining it, Mm -hmm. but I can also do things that make me feel that way. So here's a good trick that I have. When I go to get a massage, for example, Mm -hmm. which sounds bougie, but it's not, let's be real. Y'all spend more at the bar um, (laughs) than it costs to get an hour massage. Mm -hmm. So when I get a massage, you ever have that moment where you're getting a massage and it's just like, yeah, that's the spot, right? I'm not going to say that because you're going to sound like a weirdo. So you're internally going, yep, that's Uh it. Just keep, no, don't, don't, stay right there. So when it's there, that's when I'm having that moment of just ecstasy. I start programming right there. That's when I start going, I am wealthy. I am healthy. I am rich. And I start thinking of all the things I want. Why? Because I'm in a good feeling state already. Mm-hmm. I'm already feeling vibrating that like the heck out. You're inviting. Right? So yeah. start thinking of other things, mm-hmm. parts, like activities that make you feel blissed out. Mm-hmm. It could be working out. Mm-hmm. It could even be making love, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. like there's, you know, there's so many things uh-huh. you can do where you can pair the energy of that thing with the thing that you want mm-hmm. and manifest faster. I'm going to get a pedicure crazy. today and hey. manifest. I'm going to go have sex today and be like, damn, manifesting. <laughs> manifesting. 
guy, little as he know, you're thinking about all these yeah. things he wants. She's like, you're just a tool, buddy. What are you thinking, Chris? She told me at the max, at the climax, I'm supposed to be saying I'm rich. I'm rich. I I'm rich. <laughs> I'm just totally picturing that, that with being me. shouted out loud Can after the end of a climax. Money, oh, rich. money baby. So it's like, like okay. I feel like guys would kind of like that. I mean, who knows? But you know, um, wow. What um? What are some of your? Uh, you mentioned books. What are some oh, other books that so you really recommend oh, for just yeah. everything? Relationship, love, money, just all around to better yourself. Yeah. Okay, ask and it is given by Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. If y'all don't know about who Abraham Hicks I've never is, heard of him. they are. So have you ever heard of channeling? Yeah. Like when somebody can channel somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Esther Hicks channels a group of non-physical beings on the other side wow. called Abraham. And mm. it is some of the most epic wisdom bomb dropping, like, oh. like, like spiritual, like law of attraction goodness that you've ever heard. I just got back from an Abraham Hicks cruise. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, wow. So um, they've written many, many books. You okay. could even just go on YouTube and hear a lot of their um, oh, I'm doing that. snippets okay. for free. So I, I would even start there. But the book, Ask and It Is Given, will change your life. Okay. It will change your life. Um, Think and Grow Rich is another yep, really, really great one. Um, Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard. I don't like feelings, so maybe not that one. No. I like <laughs> feeling. Feeling is the secret is what I was saying earlier about like the secret sauce to manifesting okay. where you don't just say like, I want this thing. You think of the feeling that it would give oh, then you. I, yeah. So it's more about That's that. Not like getting in your feels. Feels. Not getting all up in your feels, but how to use feelings to manifest okay. faster. So okay. yeah. wow. we'll start it. We'll go to three we'll go to because three. I feel like I could easily rattle off 20. I just got a library card, so <laughs> now I know what I'm going to get. So uh, I love it. Yeah. So where can people find you? Working people, what's I know next? you work with people to help them level up and scale their businesses. You do it all. So what's next? Where can people find you? Yeah. So my name is Chris Bradley with a K. So it's chrisbradley.com. And it's also I am Chris Bradley on Instagram. And we'll link everything. Yeah. Your so, podcast, you. your website's so listening. fun. You got all Although the blogs the Chris Bradley and show. And, oh, yeah, the Chris Bradley yeah, the Chris show. Bradley I'm like, show. hello. <laughs> I, wrote, like, I wrote the like, wishbone story as a three-part blog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'll be so inspired. And your voice also, like, it's very soothing. does something. It's very comforting. Oh we were gosh, in the car, like you. listening. So we had like an hour drive, and we of course put you on. And we're like, like the two of us didn't speak. We're like, we did we were this. like wow, <laughs> we feel like we're in a trance with your voice. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Chris. This has thank been you. so thank fun. You thank so you so much. much. Thanks for having me. Yes. <laughs>